Welcome to Sisters Inc., our podcast for and about women business owners, brought to you by Black Enterprise and sponsored by Nationwide. I'm your host, Elisa Gums. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in America. And on each episode of Sisters Inc., we'll sit down with one successful CEO and share how she slays the challenges of being a black woman in business. Today's episode is all about rising above your circumstances and beating the odds. We're chatting with Ronnie Brown, the founder of Girl CEO and author of From Mopping Floors to Making Millions on Instagram, about how she became a millionaire entrepreneur despite being a teen mom. Welcome to Sisters Inc. Ronnie, and thanks so much for sitting down with us. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I want to start with your story because you easily could have become a statistic. People had written you off. You got pregnant at 16, you grew up in the projects, you dropped out of college, you had four kids, three of them by the time you were 25. But that didn't stop you. So can you tell people what your early years were like? So my early years were growing up in the projects, going to inner city school in DC. I graduated from Dunbar Senior High School. It was finding my way. It was living in a, living in a home that was literally a drug infested home. Um, being around adults who were struggling with addiction and making a decision that I was going to overcome that and I was going to go in a different direction with my life. And you've talked a lot in the past about the doubt that creep in, the shame that you might feel when you're in that situation as a teenage mom but not letting it stop you. Like how did you go through that? Well, you know, when you're young and you have kids, everyone's like, your life is over, <laughs> you know. Um, you're going to be on welfare. They look at you like, oh, you're spending my tax dollars, you know. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing, right? right? So I believe that there is a stereotype that if you are a mom or if you, you know, have children young, you've kind of ruined your life. And I was really on a mission to show everyone that despite me having kids that I was going to go in a different direction and I was going to do the things that I loved and the things I enjoyed and I was going to fight hard for my success. The interesting thing about you I think as an entrepreneur is that most entrepreneurs I've talked to have always had some particular passion. They have this product they want to invent. They have this particular kind of business that they want to start. And for you I think the passion was really about taking control of your own life and, and of how you were going to take care of your family. Can you talk about why you became an entrepreneur? So really because I had all of the odds stacked against me. And for me, I've always been the person who's kind of been themselves. Just, I've been me just up front and in front of everyone all the time. And I just think that I knew that there was something more for me. So the passion and the drive in my business, it has really stemmed from not just me and my family, but honestly, my goal is to count in the women that have been counted out. So this first run of becoming successful is really just to show that I could do it. The second run is to now help lots of other women do it. So the passion behind what I'm doing is to show people that, okay, you probably didn't go to college. Okay, you may have grown up in the projects. Okay, your parents may not understand what the heck you want to do. And they may tell you to go be a doctor or a lawyer. And if you want to do that, that's great. But if, what if you want to be an artist? 
You know, what if you want to start your own business? What if you want to be an entrepreneur? You can do it and you don't have to have all these fancy labels. You may not have this big degree. You may not have your MBA, but you can do it. And that's what the passion is that's in my tank right now that's driving me. But before you went out on your own, I mean, you worked plenty of different jobs. You were a janitor for two years. Honey, I had jobs. When I tell you, <laughs> my resume looked like a receipt at CVS. <laughs> the one Target. that just keeps going and going. It just keeps going and going. I've worked as a janitor. I've worked at the bank. I've been a travel agent. I've worked at law firms. I was a paralegal because I could sell myself. You're probably like, how the heck do you land these jobs? I could always sell, sell myself. I've always been that person that if I went into the interview, I got the job. I looked up and I was 25, I'm managing 25 people at a law firm, they're in their 40s, I'm 25. How the heck did I get this job, right? It's just that, you know? So the goal right now is to really just pull some other women with me that come from that same space to show them that anything is possible for them. But when you were working, I know being a mother affected your employment a lot. Oh, yeah. You got fired Girl, a you lot. get fired all the time when you have kids. <laughs> you know, this is, this is one of the things that no one talks about. No one talks about having children, one person catching a cold, mommy got a cold, daddy got a cold, sister got a cold. Everybody got, got a cold. cold. Everybody's sick. And then your boss doesn't care. You know, you have to look at corporate America right now. And I, and I really want to hear more people start talking about this, but having children, you have a whole baby, you have a whole human come out of you, and the most you get is six weeks. Come on now, six weeks? I get six weeks to recover after having an entire person fall out of my body. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, that just says a lot about being a woman mm -hmm. right now anyway. So yes, I was fired from tons of jobs. You were fired when you were eight months pregnant. I got on my knees and begged a lady for a job at a call center when I was pregnant with my daughter and she promised me she would let me keep the job and sister girl let me work until the end of the day. Oh no. And then she called me back in and said they weren't going to be able to keep me and I cried and I rode home and I would never forget I was driving a sob and my tags were dead and the radio, you know, you know you're going through something when you turn the radio off, right? You turn the radio off. <laughs> when you off, need silence in the car. You need silence. You turn that radio off and you're driving. And I would never, I would never forget, I drove home and I said, no one would ever fire me again. This is it. That was this it. is it. And I went home and I started making products and that's when I launched my first business. Well, before we get into your first business, we're gonna take a quick break right here to adjust our crowns over here, and we'll be right back. 2020 marks the 15th anniversary of the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit, hosted by ADP, where executive women of color, business leaders, and entrepreneurs share their incredible journey to help you succeed with yours. Every single day I wake up, I hustle. Join us March 5th through the 8th at the Mirage in Las Vegas. For more information, log on to blackenterprise.com slash WPS. Be there. Welcome back to Sisters Inc. We're chatting with Ronnie Brown. 
So we were just talking about how you started your first business and you started with a candle line and then a makeup line. And you were very smart in using the internet to build your business. You Googled the instructions, you set up social profiles and websites. Is that when you started doing like your first real learning about what technology could do for you as, as an entrepreneur? Definitely, and to be honest with you, I was using social media out of desperation. <laughs> I could not afford a website. I could not afford any of the technical stuff. And someone told me, have you heard of Facebook? Facebook is free. You know, I got on Facebook and I started, this is, this is I'm, I'm gonna take y'all back a little bit. Okay. This is when people started making PayPal buttons. Do you all remember that? I do. That may be a little dinosaur, but there was a, there was a time and place where you would go make a PayPal button and you would pop in the price that it the product would be if someone clicked it and then you can plug it into Facebook. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing. And I would poll my potential customers to see what they want because it wasn't just, it was makeup, it was candles, it was everything that I could make in my home. It was like a, a beauty and body line right. type of thing. So that's, that's what I did. I got on um, Facebook and I started really trying to drive traffic to my business from there. I love that you transitioned to social, the things that you had learned in the real world about the importance of listening, yes. about you know building and managing relationships. And so all of those real world business things you employ in your social media strategies. Definitely, because a lot of times when we're at these jobs that we hate, let's just be honest, guys, if you're at jobs and you hate them, don't worry about the things that are driving you crazy. I think that sometimes we just have to focus on what we're learning. There's something that you're supposed to learn in every job. Even the ones where there's that one woman that's driving you crazy. There's that always one woman. There's always one woman that if you're five minutes late, she's standing by the door. Even there is a lesson in every job. Whether you hate it or not, you really have to learn to take away something positive from it. And that's what I started to do. And I started to apply those things to my business. And then you got into direct sales, which I think is really where the income oh, started happening. Oh, you start you. learning. You learn a lot from that and you can make a lot of money, but it takes a lot of work. When you're selling and you're in direct sales, oh baby, you better be ready for late nights, early mornings, call after call, cold calling. I mean, you're going from city to city, state to state, doing presentations. I mean, sales, if I could say, if I could say something to everyone that's gonna listen to this, mm -hmm. if you want to win in life, learn sales. No one can cap you if you know how to sell. But you also use technology there um, to automate things, to leverage your relationships. And I think that's when the mindset shift came in. And, and you wrote this in your book that you used to have a, you know, show up to get paid kind of mindset that yeah. you were exchanging time for money and that you couldn't get paid without showing up to do a job. But that's not true for you anymore. You can be at home sleep and the money's coming in and the money's coming in. Yeah. And can I just say that there is no technology that will replace customer experience and relatability. So the automation and the programs that comes on the back end, which you have to master 
is building healthy relationships with people and getting to know people and allowing people to get to know you and being transparent, you know, gaining the customer's trust. It's really easy to get a customer. That's not the hard job, but retention is what a lot keeping of people them. are missing right now. Right, right. They retention is them. the biggest part of your business, and you're going to have to be in the field. You're going to have to be accessible a little bit. People are going to have to feel like they're involved in your life. They want to see the behind the scenes and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I did put those systems in place because initially I didn't know. Right. I thought I had to show up and get paid. And then the internet comes along and you learn a little something and you do things differently, right? So much of your focus now is about giving back and mentoring other entrepreneurs, especially with your nonprofit, High Heels, High Goals. What is it that you're giving to these women entrepreneurs that you didn't get when you were coming up? Mentorship, <laughs> you know? Um, we give back financially through High Heels, High Goals, but through Girl CEO, we do resources, we do tools, we do content, we do strategy, we do this is what we use in our company and you can use it too. So what we're giving them in Girl CEO is just tangible resources that really increase and drive revenue. When I was coming up, it was really hard for me to find a woman that was down to earth enough, that cared enough, that would really share her secrets with me. It was really hard to the point that I was defeated. It was the reason why I created Girl CEO because I'm like, man, where are the women that aren't afraid of me still in their business plan? Or that don't care if I become just as successful as they are. It was really hard. Who celebrate that? Because there are women who celebrate yeah, that. But yeah. I didn't I couldn't, find, couldn't them. find them. So I wanted to create a company that allowed me to be that woman for other people. Well, thank you so much, Ronnie, for sharing your small business success oh, story you. with me. Everyone out there, you can learn more about Ronnie at her site, RonnieB.com. That's R-O-N-N-E. And follow her on Instagram at Ronnie Brown. Check out the podcast channel on BlackEnterprise.com to find Sisters, Inc., sponsored by Nationwide, and other podcasts by Black Enterprise editors, writers, and experts. Be sure to subscribe to Sisters, Inc. on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And if you like what you hear, show your love by leaving a five-star review and put a sister on by spreading the word. This is Elisa Gums with Sisters, Inc. for Black Enterprise. Thank you for listening.